Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Man, good to see you guys. Glad you're here at church today. And again, obviously it looks a little different for us right now. Uh, but just come again. I want to kind of give you an update and schedule of what it's looking like over the next few weeks. Obviously, we're here at the middle school for three more Sundays, including today. So two more weeks after today. Next Sunday and the 19th is our last Sunday that we're here at the middle school. Can we just honor the middle school? I know sometimes they listen on podcasts and stuff. Can we put our hands together and just honor the, the school system? And they gave us a shot back in the day a couple years ago. I mean, this is kind of unheard of to be allowed to become into a, a public school. Obviously, we, we do rent this place, but man, we're really grateful that we have a chance over the last few years to see God do some incredible stuff in this building and our kids' ministry and just watch what he's done. It's been phenomenal. And again, I just can't wait for what's coming up. Obviously, the 26th, we know you're going to be traveling and busy. And also, the 2nd is kind of one of those Sundays. We're going to be online December 26th and January 2nd. But then come January 9th, everybody and their mama needs to be at 601 South 12th Street because it is the opening... We're calling it Welcome Home Sunday, and uh, I'll just tell you, I'm excited about it because we finally have a home uh, that is our home, and so we're calling it Welcome Home Sunday. Can't wait for January 9th, so we're going to be doing all kinds of things over the next few weeks about inviting people to come. Going to encourage you, bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you that day. Do not come alone. Come, hang out. It's going to be a fantastic day. We're starting a new series that day called I Love My Church, and we can't wait to walk through what that looks like, and then we're going to be turning three at the end of January, and uh, we're giving free t-shirts away, just so everybody knows. Free t-shirt. Who don't love a free t-shirt come on somebody right uh, so that's coming up but that's just what's happening and I believe that God wants to do some incredible things over the next few weeks including today where we start a brand new series called at the movies everybody shout at the movies I love that well I don't know about you but how many of y'all love a good movie come on wave at me if you do I think we all do I think a lot of us understand like movies are just a way to captivate us and and I just love movies myself I, 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 Allie and I we love just if we can ever get the kids settled and in bed we love to like sit down together and just kick a movie on and watch it together I love movies and so what we're gonna be doing over the next few weeks how many of y'all just I love Christmas movies especially right like I just love I love the Grinch I love anybody Grinch fans out there anybody all right some of y'all said if you had to be trapped in a, in a Christmas movie, y'all said Christmas Vacation. How many of y'all, that is your family? Come on, somebody, right? And if it's not, your cousin Eddie, okay? Just so you know, all right? Uh, but Christmas Vacation, I love Christmas movies. And so what we're going to be doing over the next couple weeks is looking at some clips together, uh, some movie clips together, uh, uh, literally movies that we've all seen that we all know. And what we're going to be able to do is look at the stories that's happening in these movies. And I just believe that we, as we watch them, that there is a way, there is an avenue that we can actually actually point to the gospel, even as we're watching the movie Elf together, all right? That's what we're doing today. So I think about that, and ultimately, this is exactly what Jesus did, right? You think about the Bible. You think about what a, a movie is. A movie is a story, right? It's a story that would happen, and Jesus 
all throughout the Bible use stories called parables to be able to share the gospel, to be able to walk through that. And so I just believe we're going to be able to do the same thing where Jesus would, would use parables to talk about the farmer or about the, the, the other person or about animals or, or whatever it might be. And then he would use that to turn it around and point to himself and say, hey, I, I'm the Savior. I'm the Messiah. Or point it to God. And I want you to understand over the next couple of weeks, we're going to do the same thing. And so just to ultimately kick off what we're doing, if you got your coat, come on. If you got your coat, don't shake it, but just hold it up in the air. All right, I about to say wave it around like you just do care. Don't do that. But if you got your coat, hold it up in the air, hold it up in the air. If you haven't opened it yet, on three, we're going to kick this series off with a good, just crisp. I want everybody on the podcast to be able to hear it together. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. You, all right, here we go. On three, you're going to pop that coat. You ready? One, two, three. Oh, that's fun right there, wasn't it? Welcome to At The Movies. I'm glad you're here, right? So, so I love that. I love that that kicked us off. And so I want to kick us off with just a, uh, again, I kind of just gave you the movie that we're going to be watching today. But I, maybe you've never seen it. Maybe you've never heard of it. But here is the trailer for the movie that we're going to be watching, walking through today. The lights aren't going to dim. There's not going to be anything like that. But you've got to just pay attention to this little 40-inch screen that we got right here. Because in a few weeks, we got a 40-foot screen. But right here, we got a 40-inch screen. All right? So watch this little movie trailer right now. Go. All right, how many of y'all, when y'all watch that, you think of Randy Glisson? Come on, somebody, right? Just think of Randy every time I see that, every single time, man. I just, I just don't want to picture you in those tights, you know what I'm saying, Randy? I just don't want that. All right, so that's the, that's the trailer for Elf. And maybe you, how many of y'all have seen the movie Elf? Come on, wave at me. How many of you have not seen the movie Elf? All right, some of you guys in here. Okay, cool. So, so we're kind of working from the, uh, we'll work from kind of a playing field where we're all on the same playing field as far as maybe you haven't seen it, maybe you have seen it. But obviously, you just got the storyline right there of this guy who was actually born. And uh, what happened was, as he, he's named Buddy, and he's raised as an oversized elf, right? So he's raised in the North Pole, and he finds out like he's not as, as good or agile obviously is the other little elves that are that are able to to do things and all this stuff so he is trying to figure out okay where do I belong where do I fit in he finds out that his dad that he was adopted obviously by the elves finds out that his biological dad lives in New York City right so what we just saw right there was the fact that he travels to New York trying to find his dad that doesn't even know that he exists, okay? Just so everybody knows. His dad doesn't even know that, he, that Buddy is actually alive. And so he's going back there and, and just tell you, the guy, the dad is kind of a, a Scrooge, so to speak. Like he doesn't like Christmas, hates Christmas. And so again, that's kind of the storyline for the movie Elf. And then we're about to get to our first point. And before you write it down, I know this is going to sound funny too because we talked about this kind of the opposite of it last week. But I want you to write this down first if you can. Maybe I'm jumping around a little bit. But if you can write it down, the very first thing that I want us to do that we can learn from the story of Elf is number one, you got to choose to act like a kid. All right, choose to act like a kid. I know that goes against everything I told you last week when I told us, hey, we got to grow up as a church, but I'll walk through that in just a second, okay? Uh, you got to choose to act like a kid. Why do I say that? I want us to look at Elf and watch as Buddy, what he does, how he acts is kind of kiddish, all right? So watch this beautiful clip. Roll that thing. Hey, B, thank you. All right, so the more I think of that, the more I think I act like him. Let's just be honest. Let's just be more like me, all right? But hey, I want you again, that very first thing I want you to write down is you got... You and I have to learn to act like a kid. Again, I want to clarify this really quick. I think what we can see from watching just a clip from Buddy the Elf, right? And you don't even have to watch the entire movie to understand that he begins to act like a kid a whole lot, right? He's all over the place. He's having fun. He's having a lot of fun. And I just think about that. And I started thinking about what does that have to do with Scripture for us? How can we point that to the 
gospel? How would acting like a kid be something that you and I should have a, a trait as far as in, in our life? And I, I got to thinking about Jesus when he spoke about this in Matthew chapter 18. This is verse 1. This is what the Bible says. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. That's what it says. It says, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus, and they asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, watch what he does. Verse 2 says, he called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins, and watch what he says, and become like little children, all right? Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of God. So anyone who... who who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. So I just want to challenge you. Hey, you and I start to have to start acting like a child. Now, I want to clarify something really quick. Because I think we need to understand that childlike and childish are two different things, okay? So, so I want to encourage you that childish, what that looks like, that's a mindset. Childish is a mindset. Childlike is a posture of your heart. So what I want to challenge you and I to begin to do is that you and I have to have the faith like a little child. That you and I have to begin to believe like little children do. Again, I think about this, this image that, that actually John Piper talked about one time. He talked about this, imagine this stroller and a mom at a bank, and, and they're in line inside at the bank, and you can imagine how crazy everybody is around this time of year uh, in the banking world, and they're running around here, and they're stressing about this, and they're stressing about that, and you can imagine that mom has that stroller with that little baby in front of him, and, uh, and so she's there, but that little baby, if you can just imagine for just a second that that little baby is sleeping, right? That baby, in, in the midst of all the chaos, in the midst of all the craziness, he's asleep. And why would he do that? How would he do that? How would he be able to do that? Doesn't he realize that, guess what, like, everything around him is crazy. There's all kinds of things going on. But this is what I know is that little boy can sleep. You know why? Because he knows his mom is right there beside him. Now think about that. And again, that little boy is not worried about where his next meal is coming from. He's not worried about his finances. He's not worried about whether he's going to be able to pay for college. Why? Because his mom is right behind the troller, a stroller. So what I want to challenge all of us to do, so when I say we got to begin to act like a child, childlike faith is a faith that sits in a stroller believing that God is standing behind us and we don't have to be anxious about all the things that are going on around us, that God is for us. Us, who can be against us? And I just want to challenge you to think like this. When was the last time that you had childlike faith, a childlike faith like my children are able to trust me as their father, right, as their dad? They're not worried about what's going on around them. They know that dad is going to take care of them and, and make sure that they're taken care of and they lo they're loved. When is the last time that you had that kind of faith when it came to our God? When is the last time that, that you said, you know what, this may not make sense on paper to tithe. This may not make sense to everybody around me that I'm going to give my time and my energy to serve and to do this. But I'm going to trust God with childlike faith. That you know what, he will come through. He will do what he said he will do. And that he will do it like only he can. He'll provide like only he can. Is there anybody that believes that in this place? Could we give God a big shout of praise all over this house? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Give God a big shout of praise. I'm going to challenge us. We've got to begin to be childlike, not childish. There's a big difference. So I, I, today, the very first thing we're going to learn from this, the movie Elf is that we have to learn to be like a child. You've got to learn to act like a child. Number two, everybody say number two. I'm going to give it to you, but not after until we watch this first clip.
But no, I, I love that. The code of elves, right? The three code of elves, if you know what they are, uh, it's, it's one, treat every day like it's Christmas. Two, there's room for everyone on the nice list. And three, uh, the third one is, uh, if I could get my computer to work, that would be great. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is what? Singing loud for all to hear. All right, so what I want to do is just take a few of those and start to walk through. Okay, what can we learn from watching an elf movie? What can we learn from the code of elves? And the first thing, again, I want you to write down is treat every day like it's Christmas. Obviously, that was code elf number one, or elf code number one, right? So I want you to write that down, and I want to just kind of connect that to where you are in your life. I don't know about you guys, but for us at the McLean house, there is a lot of joy on Christmas morning, right? We got little babies uh, and, and toddlers and, and uh, all these babies running around, and, and I'll just tell you, at Christmas time, Christmas morning, there is something about it at the McLean household, and I'll just tell you, and you and I, I, I want to challenge you that you and I should treat every day as if we've been given the best gift ever. You know why? Because we have been given the best gift ever. This is what the Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Watch what it says. We will rejoice. Somebody shout rejoice. rejoice. That didn't sound like you were very joyful. Come on, shout rejoice. And be glad in it. See, so many times, I don't know about you, but in my world, in my life, I have to think, well, I have to have everything together. I have to have it just perfect. It's got to be just right. Nothing can be going on around me that's bad. Like, nothing can be bad if I'm going to be joyful. But that is just not the case. And I want to challenge all of us that life doesn't have to be perfect for you and I to be joyful. And I know this season might seem crazy for you. It's crazy for us even as a church. Like this wasn't the exact timing that we thought. This wasn't everything that we thought like it, it would line up to be as far as when we could actually move in to our facility. It got to kind of push back a little bit. But guess what? Everything that's happening on around us doesn't have to affect what's going on in us. And so I'm going to challenge you every single day we should treat it like it's Christmas. You know why? Because we've been given the best gift ever. And life doesn't have to be perfect in order for you to be joyful. This is what I want you to know even this time of year, that there's a difference between happiness and joy. Right? There's a difference between that. You need to understand that happiness is external. Joy is internal. Right? Happiness is based on what's happening to me. Joy is based on what's happening in me. Right? That's the difference. And the Bible talks about how if you and I are living according to the Holy Spirit, if you and I are walking next with God and we're, we're following after everything that he's called us to do, that the Holy Spirit's going to be cultivating some things on the inside of you and I that we need to be aware of. And they look like this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are things that Galatians 5 says that we should be wailing up on the inside of you if you know Jesus. And so what that begins to tell me is that no matter what the situation might look like, no matter what the season might look like, no matter what's going on around us, that we can have joy in the midst of every season, not because of what's going on around us, but because of what God is doing on the inside of us. And the greatest gift that we can celebrate this time of year, obviously, is the person of Jesus, even himself. When he's talking to a lady, he was telling her, hey, you don't even know who's standing in front of you, but I'm a gift. Watch what he says in John 4.10. Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift... 
God has for you. He was like, yo, it's right in front of you. Like, I'm, I'm right in front of you and who you're speaking to. You would ask and I would give you living water. See, you know why we get to treat every day like it's Christmas? is because that's the gift that we've been given. It's the gift of Jesus. It's the gift of forgiveness. It's the gift that he came and he lived and he lived a perfect life. And here we are on this side, messed up, broken. But guess what? He loved you and I enough to say, you know what? I'll forgive them. I want them to come. I want to come in their life. I want to have a relationship with them. And so to me, that's a good day. To me, that's the reason why we get a chance to live every day like it's Christmas. All right, because we can be filled with joy because of what Jesus has done. Amen or oh me, church. Come on. All right, number two. This is the second, or this is number three on our list, but this is number two in the code of elves. The code of elves says there's room for everyone on the nice list. How many of y'all been good this year? Come on, wave at me right now. All right. No, Randy's lying right now for sure. No, I'm just kidding, Randy. You're awesome. I love you so much. There's room for everyone on the nice list. What? How can we begin to create that? To where the gospel can be preached through that. There's room for everybody on the nicest. What that begins to remind me of when I think about the gospel, when I think about the Bible, is that no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, no matter how long you've been there, come on, church, you got to help me preach right now. I believe that there's room at the foot of the cross for everybody, that there's forgiveness available to everybody. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter how long you were there. Guess what? There is room for forgiveness at the cross of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, that the Lord isn't really slow about his promises. Like he, He's not slow about not coming back is what this is really talking about, about Jesus coming back to get us, coming back for his bride, for the church, as some people think. No, no, he is patient for your sake. Watch, because he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. That's the God that we serve, that there is room for everybody at the cross. And I just want to just share just a little bit of vision of what we have as a church is that people are our heart, right? We believe that. That's one of our core values. We want that to be something that we're known for because this is what I know is that there's a lot of churches that may not have room for some people, but this is a place where there is room for anybody and everybody at this church. It doesn't, again, matter what you've done, where you've been, how you grew up, you can belong before you believe that you are welcome here. You don't have to talk right, act right, deal right. God is going to work all of that out, but you're welcome to come into this place. Again, this church, we're going to exist to connect people to Jesus and help them live on purpose, and we are on mission to do whatever it takes to take that name of Jesus all through Murray, Callaway County. Thank God for a facility that we're going to be able to do that at even better, even more that we will be able to serve this community. That's what our goal is because we truly believe that there is room for everybody at the foot of the cross. Come on church, you believe that? Amen or oh me. Okay, cool. And the last one, the, the last code of the elves, right, that I want you to write down is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, right? I love that. I love that. What, and what that began to remind me of as, I, as we were looking through that, what that began to remind me of was the fact that what we've been talking about over the last few weeks, obviously our worship in this room looks a little different. Uh, it looks con- different compared to what we have had in the past. It's going to look different than what we're going to in our facility, but I also want to challenge you. It's the heart behind the worship that's important. It's the heart behind it. So as, as we've been talking about it, obviously, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And we've talked about worship being our weapon. 
right? We've talked about it over the last few weeks that worship throughout all throughout scripture that we see where singing and worship is a tone setter, a situation shifter, and an atmosphere changer. That's what worship is. That's what it is. And so even on a Sunday here at Purpose, you want to know why we start out by singing, why we start out by worshiping, why we start out by declaring who God is and what he's done and praising him for that. You know why we're doing that? Because we really do believe that there's power in worship. There's power in declaring who God is. There's power in praising what he has done and being thankful for what he's done. And again, even when you look uh, as you begin to worship, as you and I begin to worship, as we begin to sing, as we begin to praise, what does that do? That begins to take our eyes off of us, begins to take our eyes off of our situation, and we begin to, begin to put it on the one that's worthy of it all, right? That's why we worship. And again, if we want to change the atmosphere just like Buddy the Elf or like elves want to when they're singing loud for all to hear about Christmas, I believe that worship has to be that weapon that we choose. Again, this is not something new. We go all the way back to the very first Christmas story ever, right? And we find this young lady named Mary, right? You've heard of Mary, right? The mother of Jesus. But you need to understand that what happened before she was God's, uh, before she was Jesus' mom, you need to know that, that she was a virgin. Just like what we sang just a few minutes ago, that, that literally she had never known a man in her life and she became pregnant. You've got to understand that this is about to be a big deal, Right? I didn't have Facebook back then, but guess what? Everybody's going to know either way, right? Like everybody was finding out. Everybody was going to find out that she was pregnant. There was going to be rumors flying all over the place that her life was getting ready to be so different because she obviously was going to bear the son of God. That's incredible, but it's a big weight that she took on as well. Watch what Mary did. The very first thing that she did, as soon as the angel approached her and said, hey, you found favor with God. You're somebody that, man, can be trusted to be his mom. Man, I'm so proud of you and what you've done. Watch the very first thing that she does. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary responded. You need to know that she responded in song. This is a song that Mary was singing. It's crazy that she would sing. She says this, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Watch that. I love that. How I praise the Lord. How my spirit rejoices, right? Somebody shout rejoice. And I like that. Rejoices in God my Savior, for he took the notice on his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And guess what he's done? He has done great things, right? So we see ever since the very beginning that worship is the way that we can change the atmosphere. That, that your praise and my praise, just like the elves believe that, hey, you know what, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Again, I believe the best way to change any atmosphere that you and I find ourselves in is to be able to praise and worship and honor the one that has given us breath and life. And that is the atmosphere shifter. And we just got to be willing to lean into that. So maybe one of the ways that you can begin this holiday season as Christmas is approaching and you're spending time with your family, spending time with your friends, maybe a thing that you can do is go back to what we talked about a few weeks ago and spend the first 15 every day worshiping, praying, and in Scripture. If you and I, again, I've just challenged us with that. I feel like in my spirit over and over again every single week just to remind you of first 15 because I know some of you have done it and I'm really proud of you I'm really grateful but sometimes we got to repeat it we got to keep doing it it takes 21 days to actually start a habit so I'm gonna I, just give it three weeks till the end of the year 
Would you just take 15 minutes to start your day with five minutes of worship, five minutes of the word, five minutes in prayer, and watch as God doesn't begin to shift your attitude, the way that you think, the way that you see situations and people and your family even, that he will begin to change that atmosphere wherever you go. I believe that with all my heart. You believe that, church? Amen or oh me? Amen. I love that. Okay, the last thing. And the last thing I want to tell you about um, is this, I honestly would just want to let the, um, the, the, the clip speak for itself. But as we look at this, I want you to begin to think about the identity that Buddy was searching for. He wasn't an elf. He, he, he didn't feel like he was an elf. He didn't fit in. He gets to New York City, obviously he doesn't fit in. And then watch as, as Santa has an interaction with him. Watch how one word from Santa changes who Buddy is forever. Check this clip out. I love that, I love that. And the last point I want to tell you guys about, and I want you to write down, I want this to hit home with you, I hope it does, because I believe that God wants to speak to some of you today, right now, is that you've got to let the one who has the authority be the one to define you. Because this is what I know, you're more of an elf than anyone that I know, buddy, right? This was a defining moment for buddy, if you see that for just a second, this is a defining moment, he realizes that Santa who has the authority in this situation, views Buddy as an elf, right? So the same thing can be true in your life. I want you to understand that you got to let the one who has the authority be the one that defines who you are. And the fact is, is that just like Buddy allowed Santa to define his identity, you and I have to let the one who created us, let the one who has the authority, who has all authority, define us. I want you to know, and you came here today, maybe I just needed to remind you that you are not what the world says about you. You are not what your ex-boyfriend says about you. You are not what your ex-spouse says about you. You are what God says about you. And this is what God says about you, that you are unique, that you are loved, that you are created with a purpose, that you are cared for, that you are protected, that you are empowered, that you are chosen that you are family, that you are a masterpiece, that you are forgiven, that you are a new creation in Christ, and you are His. That's, the, that's, that's what God wants to say over you today. That's what God wants me to remind you of today. That's what God is trying to speak to some of us today. If God called us His, guess what, baby? We are His. That's what we are. Your identity is not in what you do. It's not in the relationship status that you have, how successful that you are. What, and what we may have failed so many times just to watch, if we watch even that clip right there, what we failed uh, to, to, to recognize so many times is that Buddy was adopted by the elves. And when he was, guess what? He actually became an elf. Not because of a skill set or, or something he earned. He didn't even think he was, but he was adopted as an elf. And the title of elf was placed on him. He could call himself an elf. He could go where elves go. He could do what elves did. He was an elf. And guess what? The same can be true about you in this room. When you and I let the one who has the authority to define us, when you and I say yes to a relationship with Jesus by being adopted into the family of God, guess what you become? You become a child of God, not because of anything you and I have done, not because of how good we've been, not because we're on a nice list this year, but only because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You can begin to do what the Bible says, that God and the image of God is in you and on you, that God is not going to refer to you as an adopted child. No, no, no. You are his child. It's not based on anything that you've done, any skill set or achievement that you have, but simply by the grace of God. You and I are his workmanship created in his image. And what I love about that, what I love about what we just saw in that clip just a second ago, I felt like the Lord just spoke to me just a second ago, is that some of you, 
You, you need to, you've had God speak to your identity before. But watch what happened when, when, when Santa Claus spoke to Buddy's identity. Guess what it began to do? It sent him on the move. It, it, he didn't just become an, an elf right there and just say, oh, look at me. I'm an elf. That's great. What did he do? He was an elf to go make a difference. So, so I want to challenge some of you in this room that you have been called, that you have been set apart, that you have been saved. My heart for you is that now that you have been saved, that you would be sent, that you would go, that God would begin, you would begin to say, hey, God, you can use me however you want to use me. You can use my, my gifts, my abilities, my time, my talent, my treasure. God, it's yours, and I want you to use it. I'm going. Send me, God. If not anybody else, I'm going. If not this church, if not anybody, I, we're going as a church. We're going to do that together. And I just think that if you're searching for identity even today, it's time to stop searching for your identity. And literally, your identity can only be found in the one that has the authority to call you his. And that's the one that created you. And his name is Jesus. And so you're in this room. You're listening on a podcast. Maybe you've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I want today to be that day for you. I want today to be the day that you say yes to Jesus. That you say, God, I believe you died on the cross. The Bible tells us about Jesus that, that he lived a perfect life. We celebrated every Christmas, right? That, that he lived a perfect life. That he was born and, and, and he, he, he grew up and did everything right. Where we all mess up, he did not. Never messed up one time. The Bible tells us that there, is a, there has to be a payment for where we mess up. Where you and I, where we fall short of God's glorious standard, where we mess up, there has to be a payment for that. And Jesus himself said, you know what? I'll be the payment. I'll grow up. We, we, we celebrate Christmas, but also the, the big thing about the church is that Easter is a big deal too. You know why? It's because Jesus was crucified. He was put on a cross. We celebrate that that baby grew up and did that. And he went to the cross for you and for me. And not only did he go to the cross, but he died in my spot. Where I deserve to be, he died. But guess what? We put him in a tomb, and three days later, that's why church is a party and not a funeral, because we serve a risen Savior, because he got out of the grave, and that same spirit that got out of the grave, same thing that rose Jesus from the dead, is the same thing that's available to you, but you just got to respond to it today. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes all over this room. Everybody moving around a whole lot if you can. I'm going to ask you, maybe you're in this place and you say, I need a relationship with Jesus. I need that forgiveness. I need, I need forgiveness in my life. I need God to save me. I want him to do that. If that's you, today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. I believe that you're in this place for a reason, that God brought you here at the movies. First week, first service, that you're here. And I just want to tell you that we love you and we're so glad you're here. But even more than we love you is that God loves you. God cares about you, that God desires a relationship with you and that, that was the reason why Jesus came that, that he wanted a relationship with you, he wanted to restore what was broken maybe you're in this place and you've tried to restore it every other way, you've tried to do everything that you possibly could but, but guess what nothing seemed to help, nothing seemed to work but, but I want to challenge you, maybe you didn't try the actual the actual remedy being Jesus himself Maybe you tried being on the nice list, being good, you know, coming to church. Those are great things. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not what saves us. So maybe you're here and you need to say, I need, I need Jesus in my life. I need, I need forgiveness in my life. If that's you, I'd just love for you to pray something like this. It doesn't have to be word for word. But I want you just to say something like this. Dear Jesus, 
want you to come in my life. Would you save me? Forgive me of my sins. I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. I believe what you did on the cross. I believe that you gave your life for me. And today I give you mine. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiveness and the life that now I get to live to make much of you. Help me. Use me. Do whatever you have to do so that I can make a difference in this world for you, King Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Maybe you're in here. Maybe you're listening on the podcast and you prayed that. Prayed something like that, but you just prayed to receive Jesus on the inside of you today to come in your life and change you. If that's you. Listen, we want to be a church that celebrates that. We're going to be a church that, that, that parties, that, that throws a party knowing that one person came to Jesus. So I, we would love to know that you made that decision. And today, if it's in this room, if you made that decision, we have an incredible care team, prayer team. It's over to my right uh, on our wall over here that would love to, uh, and left, I'm sorry, both walls, side walls of this room, that we would love to just know that decision. If you said yes to Jesus, I would love to know that. And so we're going to ask you on the count of three, would you just begin to move? Would you begin to move to them? Just say, hey, listen, I just gave my life to Jesus. Now what? Right? That's all you got to say. It's, no, it's not a crazy conversation, but, man, we're going to celebrate what God has done. We're going to be thankful. We're gonna, we want to give you a Bible. So if that's you, I would just love it if you would just stand. And, and on, on the count of three, if you'd make your way to our prayer team. That would be awesome. One, two, three. If you don't mind, would you be doing that? Our, our team is going to move a little bit, too. It's going to help you out a little bit. You're not the only one moving. The only one moving. Awesome. If you're listening on the podcast, I'd love it if you just text the word purpose to 270-229-6488. That lets us know that you made that decision. We would love to follow up with you this week. Love to just be able to holler at you and just say, hey, we're so thankful that you made the decision. How can we serve you? How can we help? Here's what's coming up next for you. And we would love to give you a Bible. However we can to serve you, that would be awesome. We would love to do that. Well, all right, Purpose Church, why don't we do this? Can we stand to our feet? Can we lift our heads? And can we give God a big shout of praise all over this place for what he's done, what he's getting ready to do? Come on, rejoice. Can you rejoice in this place? I love that. I love that. Why don't you high-five four people around you? Say, you look good, sound good today at church. Look good and sound good today at church. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, before, before we go, we're going to continue worshiping by, by our tithe and our giving. Uh, and again, I just want you to understand that it's the first Sunday of the month. So, so just to just kind of let you in on, on my family, how we just, just look at kind of our month and uh, we, we have an idea. Obviously, a budget's good. We'll talk about some of that. We can help you out with that. But budget's good. But we look at our budget, what we think is going to come in over this next month. And we're not 100% sure what it is. But you know what? We're going to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in faith that God is going to do that. And we just sit down and we, as a family, Allie and I, we just say, okay, we're going to ask God to bless this first tenth. This first, this tithe, that's what a, a tithe is. It's the first tenth. So before we go and pay all our other bills, before we do all of that, Allie and I, we just stand together and we say, okay, God, whatever you want to do with this, yeah, you do it. We're, we're going to be faithful to give it. We're believing that you can bless it. And so that's, that's kind of just, a, a, just, again, just a behind the curtains in my family, how we do that. That's, that's what we believe biblically as a church. Even we, we're, we're so serious about that that we want to give away 10%. As a church, we give that away. Because I'm not going to ask you to do that 
individually if we aren't willing to do that as a church. So this is, it's, again, one of our things that we want to be known for. Generosity is our privilege that we get to do this, that we get to be generous. Thank you, God, for allowing us to have it in the first place. We're going to give it back to you and allow you to bless the rest, God. So that's when we, when we talk about tithes and when we talk about offering, it's anything above that 10%. But any, any, when we talk about that, that's what we're talking about. And again, I, I've always challenged our church. I want to challenge our church to, to just try that out. If you would just try that out. Malachi chapter 3 says, hey, test me in this, God says. And see, if I won't bless you, that may not be financially. may not you have. Not, don't give to get. But guess what? You're giving out of thankfulness for what God has done. I'm giving out of that. And if this is your first time, listen, this is not for you. It's for people that call Purpose Church home and come here believe in the mission and the vision. Maybe you need to, to believe in that, need to go through next today. Don't forget that right after service that you have a chance to do that. I have a chance to, I'm, I'm going to pop in there for just a second and hang out uh, and, and just say thank you for being there. But that's happening right at the end of the service. Uh, I love that. It's going to happen during the second service. But, but I'm so grateful for you. Our usher team, y'all go ahead and come on. I'm going to bless this tithe and offering, and then, then we'll, uh, I'll give you a couple more announcements, then we'll go from there. God, thank you for what you're doing. God, we praise. We bring this to you today. God, you would bless it. That we're giving not to get back, but we're giving because of what you've done for us, how you've forgiven us, how you've saved us. God, thank you for that. We could never say thank you enough, but we just want to give back to you what you've given us, God. So today, bless these tithes and offerings. Take them, bless them, use them to make the name of Jesus famous wherever we can go. Jesus, we love you, we honor you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. You can pass those containers around a little bit. And I'll just tell you again, maybe you want to give online. That's how Allie and I give. Uh, we do that online, or, or you can give by text, whichever way to do that. Thank you for, for your generosity. It's making an impact in eternity. I, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so thankful for you. I can't wait just to even get over to the lot with you and your family and your friends. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. But I believe that God still has some incredible things to do over the next two weeks here, right here in this place. So I'm going to invite you. Bring somebody with you next week. Another, another week of popcorn, another week of Cokes, all of that stuff that we get a chance to do. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for being here. Let me pray just a quick blessing over you. And on your way, I'm going to grab some more popcorn. Grab a Coke. That'd be great. All right? And if you want to hang out and go to Next, hang out in the lobby. Our team will be out there with a sign in just a few minutes saying, hey, are you going to Next today? All right? Cool. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray you bless my friends, that you keep them, that you turn your face towards them, that you shine your favor upon them, and that this week, God, would you give them peace no matter what comes against them. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said. Amen, amen. Have a great week. See you next Sunday. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.